Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is Lavia Alva, and I'm an extreme extrovert. So, as you know, um, it has been dun 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 dun. Let's see what day it has it been. <clears throat> wow, day thirteen. I've been sober for thirteen days. <laughs> Whew. Anyway, um, one thing that I learned um today when I was doing my rehabilitation and learning about addiction, was I learned about the addicted mind, the clean mind, and the clear mind. Um, so, I I found a lot of things about these particular um, groups, the addiction mind, clear mind, clean mind. Um, I found a lot of these things that that fit me within each category. For example, um, the addict mind is a mind state where you are fixed on the addiction. Um, you know, you have urges, you will go to extremes to get a substance, you know, very impulsive, kind of one-minded. Um, and the clean mind can also be uh, one thing that's interesting to me that I learned today in my rehab is that there can be dangers to both, you know, like obviously when you're in the addict mind, when you're in the mindset of like, hey, I need this substance, I, you know, I, I need it, I want it, I'm going to just wake up, go straight to the liquor store because that's all exactly what I want to do, that's what I'm going to do because, you know, that's just my life and just spend the whole day drinking because I can that's the addict mind. That's impulsive, you know. You might steal, you know, money for, you know, your addictions. Um, lie to people. Manipulate people. But also the clean mind has its dangers too. When, um, for example, like for me, I'm going through sobriety and I find myself having these particular thoughts, you know, sometimes too. Like, you're naive. You're naive to... uh Maybe some habitual problem behaviors that you've done in the past. Um, sometimes being uh, too confident and thinking that, hey, you know, since I have been sober for this long, I it, one drink is not going to bother me. Um, it's not going to trigger me, you know, because I'm immune now to future f- temptations. I'm invincible, you know, and the clean mind can be dangerous in that way, too, because if we think that we're invincible... Um, one thing that I thought was interesting with invincibility is um, engaging in behaviors that in the past inevitably led to addiction behaviors. So um, this is a quote that says, engaging in apparent irrelevant behaviors that in the past inevitably led to addiction behavior. This is from um, Distress Tolerance Worksheet at the Tubman um, Crystallis Center. And I personally really connect with this, um, with this particular statement. Basically, it means when... um, you put yourself in a situation that potentially led you to um, 
you know, your drinking or your addiction. So, for example, like, me, I love dancing. I love going to the saloon. I like, <laughs> I like partying. I like, I always like those things, whether it includes uh, drinking or not. And um, the other day, I went and talked to a friend at one of her works. And this friend, you know, was still using. And that is kind of dangerous, you know, to sometimes put yourself in a situation where you could be tempted to drink. But because you're in the clean mind, because you think that, oh, hey, I've been addicted. Oh, no, I'm not addicted. I've been clean for 30 days. This trigger or this temptation is not going to get me. And that's very interesting. Um, Like taking a walk, the same walk um, down the same path past the, you know, past the liquor store. That's a temptation, you know, instead of going for a walk, you know, just to enjoy the outside, it all of a sudden turns into a walk where you are like, hey, I'm walking to the liquor store to get what I need. And it's a very interesting, um, it's just a very interesting dynamic of both minds. Both of them can be very dangerous. And I, the last, um, mind that I referenced was the clear mind. C-L-E-A-R. Clear. I know clean and clear kind of sound similar. Clear mind. And the clear mind is taking the knowledge that you know from your addict mind and your clean mind and kind of mushing it together in a safe um, collaboration. You know, and I feel like with the clean mind, you know, you understand that, you know, in your preparing for, you know, the feelings that you might get when there are triggers. And the clean mind is, you know, the balance is you can be you can be proud of your accomplishments, but still acknowledging that you are, you know, an addict still. And that's the clear mind. For me, when I'm in clear mind, I know that I personally love alcohol. <laughs> You know, that's why it took me so long to quit. It, it's tasty. It makes me feel good. But I'm also in the clean mind where I'm like, hey, you know, other things make me feel good too. Um, like taking a walk, um, talking to my friends, stuff like that. I thought it was very, very interesting learning about these things today. And I, I really like resonated with a lot of them. Another thing that I learned today in rehab was about the reasonable mind, wise mind, and emotional mind. It's very similar to the um, addiction mind, um, clear mind, and clean mind. But, you know, reasonable mind is more like, you know, you you go to work, you do what you need to do, um, you follow the facts, and, you know, your feelings... And maybe personal values are not as important. When I think of the reasonable mind, it's kind of like school. You know, you have to follow the program, follow the syllabus. You know, you, you're doing everything right. You're kind of robotic. The emotional mind is, you know, um, very emotional focused. You know, uh, uh, ruling out a lot of actions based on your moods. I actually did this other day. I had a bad day at work, and my poor partner, <laughs> the God, okay, so I was at work, and I had a bad day, I was like all sorts in my feels, 
all in my feels. And when I got home, my partner was, you know, trying to be nice and romantic and all these things. And I just snapped at them for no damn reason. Why? Because I was in my emotional mind. I was stressed for work. Um, I didn't, didn't really, you know, take in consideration, consideration what they were doing. It wasn't really, you know, I wasn't focused on what was happening in the present. I was just more focused on what was going on inside with my feelings. And that's how I kind of think about emotional mind. Very hot, kind of almost even impulsive in a way. And so then the wise mind is the mix between the two. You know, a reasonable, good reasonable mind, a good emotional mind state, and kind of meshing them both together. In regards to my um, sobriety journey... I can relate to this model a whole lot. Um, I find myself kind of like on a pendulum, like swinging back and forth. One way I'm like super into the reasonable mind where I'm like always going to work on time, you know, turning in my assignments for school, showing up for rehab, um, you know, balancing my podcast, uh, balancing my two jobs, balancing travel, like very, very focused. My planner is organized and, um, that's good. That's really good in my, in regards to my life. That's what I like to do. But in regards to, um, my feelings and sometimes my emotional state does get neglected, you know, and that's where it can be dangerous. And especially, I find myself swinging to the other side with the emotional mind. I find myself sometimes, you know, laying in bed all day because I feel sad or depressed. And that's not something that, you know, can easily be changed. But it's um, something that, you know, it's good to take note in. You know, um, just, I, it's kind of like impulsively buying something. It's like when I went, like, when you're sad. <laughs> Maybe I'm the only person who does this. I Please don't. I know I'm not the only person that does this. But you know when you're, like, sad and you go online and you're like, fuck it, I'm just gonna book a weekend trip to wherever because I just want, like, this, you know? And it's very emotional. Is it logic? Should you save your money? Is it reasonable? Fuck no. I did that the other day, actually. I was feeling so into my feels, and I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to book a hotel. I'm going to go on an adventure. Um, I went, and I was like, it was fun, but it was it reasonable? Oh, absolutely not. It was very impulsive, and I was like, shit. You know, I, I was just really guided in that emotion by my, uh, like, you know, guided in that action with my emotions. <sighs> so, yeah, I talked a lot with my, um, you know my rehab people today <laughs> rehab people you know what i mean though like you know all those professionals that talk to you about many things and um i don't know i just i just through this whole group um through this whole journey through sobriety i guess i've just learned a lot of things about the brain and a lot of things about myself um in regards to emotion i feel like uh I'm really trying to, you know, save my emotions. I'm really trying to um, sometimes spare my emotions. Um, and it's not always good. I've noticed that about myself. I, I noticed I'm I'm not a very hype, 
like, <laughs> emotional person. Not a very, um, expressive person in many ways. <laughs> um, and I heard this, um, saying today that emotions are like Play-Doh. So, this is interesting to think about because, so when you take Play-Doh and, you know, you can form it into a lot of shapes. You know, it's pretty resilient. Play-Doh is awesome. You know, you can roll it up, you can make a ball, you can maybe make a structure. Um, and it's wonderful. So imagine taking the Play-Doh and trying to put it through a table. There are no holes in this table. Um, there's no crevices, just a flat surface. Trying to plaster the Play-Doh right through the table. Because the Play-Doh is your emotions. And you don't want to feel those emotions. Why don't you just put it under the table? Just put it under the table. Just squish it through the top of the table. And it'll be fine, right? Well, in reality, you can't squish Play-Doh through a table. Not if it doesn't have any holes. Not if it has any crevices. But if you take the container. The container that holds the Play-Doh. It has a big circle, you know, a big opening in there. Um, the container is round. It is open. It has space for that Play-Doh. It will fit perfectly into the container. And um, in regards to emotions and, you know, really understanding our emotions, when we try to put our emotions somewhere or put them away, sometimes it doesn't help. You know, you can, if you try to put the Play-Doh through the table, it's going to be on top of the table. It's going to be squished all over. You know, you could roll it out as thin as you can. I can still see that Play-Doh on the table. Um, but if you make room for it, like in a container, it's going to fit snugly and comfortably and safely. And when we make room for our emotions, maybe in a safe place or in, you know, a place that we're able which I understand, you know, sometimes we don't have that luxury. Sometimes we have to wait. But, you know, as long as we, you know, acknowledge that, hey, my feelings, like the Play-Doh, might be soft. They might be round. I have to accommodate for those things. And being not so hard on yourself... That's one thing that I really, really have learned in rehab so far, is that you really cannot be hard on yourself. And yes, take responsibility for your actions, and yes, be proud of your accomplishments. But, you know, I used to, when I, when I first came into recovery, I had this mindset that, oh, something's wrong with me, something's bad happened like inside of me something like a monster like something evil and bad and insidious and you know vulgar and all these negative emotions about addiction i always thought that like you know people hated me because you know i had um this addiction you know people would like want to ever hang out with me like i'm not lovable all that crap and honestly, all that, all those feelings that I had felt, that's all bullshit. Excuse my language, but that is all bullshit because it, no. 
like the correct people in your life and if it feels right for you you should do it and I think that through this whole journey in general I just learned that it's okay to make mistakes as long as you learn from them as long as you take what is positive from them and apply them in a positive notion um, one thing that I really took out of my rehabilitation so far is um, the toxicity of I should have statements. I never thought about this before until I entered rehab. Because my, my, because um, when we say I should statements, we we kind of make excuses for why the behavior went well. So for example, like if you relapse, right? My therapist always tells me not to say I should have because it's easy to be like, oh, you know, I should have done this, I should have done that, I should have done this, blah, blah, blah. But it's making excuses for what you have done, kind of. And it's also kind of putting yourself down. When you say, hey, I should have been more patient, I should have been more loving, I should have been um, more responsible. And in reality, you can't go back and change all, any of these things. You, I, I should have doesn't solve anything. You know? And so I try to avoid that <laughs> word, that word in general. I try to, when I, um, you know, look at my life and I... Um, validate my mistakes and I validate my actions I really try to avoid I should have you know statements because it just is not healthy it doesn't seem useful but there is actually a use for I should have statements um when we say I should have been more loving, I should have been more understanding, I should have been more patient, I should have been whatever, that is showing us something that is important to us. The other day, I got uh, triggered by something at work. I was being absent-minded. And um, something had happened at work where um, a customer needed something from me. And I wasn't getting it. I wasn't getting it. I wasn't getting it. And I was like, what the heck? I could not comprehend what this person was trying to tell me. And my coworker, I got my coworker to help me and my boss. And um, they got it. They, they, they like got it right away. And they were like, oh, this person was trying to ask for help because they needed help. You know, someone was trying to hurt them or something. And I felt so bad that I like had been so you know I perceived myself as being so neglectful for being so you know absent-minded like and I remember I got so triggered because I, I felt like I had made this person's life so much worse and all those I should have statements came running through my head I should have done this, I should have done that, I should have blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Push those away. I did cry, and I did get upset. But after that had happened, like today, and analyzing it, 
I realized that all the things that I felt like I should have done were values that I had in myself. Uh, values, um, values that I have are, you know, being helpful towards others. I want to help other people. I want to, other people to feel safe. That's something that is very important to me. So much that, you know, it hurt me that I didn't give those values to somebody. When you lie, you know, sometimes we all lie. We all lie and, you know, we might say things that we didn't mean. And the reason why those things hurt is because we don't actually mean them. We want to be honest people. We want to be nice people. We want to do this. And I think that it's interesting to really kind of take note all of your, like, internal values and keeping those aligned. And if anyone is really, you know, going through addiction or kind of cutting down on a substance or whatever, maybe even just listening to the podcast for fun, (laughs) this whole journey in general coming sober and implementing that element in your life is something that you genuinely genuinely have to be ready for and as much as I had mentioned in the past like oh or I had maybe even said in this series is you know I've I've been like, oh, you know, I should have maybe cut down earlier. Maybe when I, if I, you know, when I was younger, I maybe should have stopped sooner. But the thing is, I didn't want to. And there, there becomes a level. There becomes a level of, you know, everything. There becomes a level of acceptance. There becomes a level of when you want to change certain things about your life. Sometimes it's a process. Sometimes it's like me. I I've started my recovery journey in 2017 and it is now almost 2021. You know, it's a long slow process for some people. And that's okay because this is what feels comfortable for me and this is what feels right for me. Anyway, I just wanted to share that um kind of information that I learned this morning and um I do want to wish everybody a happy holidays before, you know, the holidays hit. I know that the holidays can be a great time for most people. Very loving, very loud, very happy. Um, also very triggering for others. And I encourage anyone that um, is feeling lonely or needs some aid, um, they can always message me on Wisdom. Um, La Via Elva, L-A-V-I-A-A-L-V-A, on Wisdo. I'll be working, um, volunteering there during the holidays, on the Christian holidays, um, of Christmas Eve and Christmas, or whatever you celebrate. I'm not religious, so (laughs) I don't really celebrate those holidays, but, um, I will still be, you know, around. Um, you can also message me on Twitter. I will be happy to um, lend an ear or some support if anybody needs it. Because I understand 
you know, understand this. It's kind of interesting, um, the idea of holidays. Because holidays in America are not like other holidays in other countries. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of our holidays in the United States are not really customs. When you think of like a custom, you think of something that preserves somebody's, um, you know, somebody's religion, someone's um, culture, you know, when I when I think custom, I think of kind of like a minority group that just is trying very hard to um, maintain their values and maintain their um, culture. That's when I think about customs. I think customs are very personal. I think that they are, you know, something very um, particular to a group of people or persons. And in America... Like Christmas, yeah, it is a Christian holiday, but I wouldn't really consider it a custom because, like, it's very commercial. Everyone knows about it, you know. Um, even, <laughs> even, like, the president of the United States will say Happy Holidays, you know, Merry Christmas. Um, all these people that are saying, like, I've seen a, a meme that was like. Oh, let us say Merry Christmas again. And I just laughed because I was like, no one's going to kill you. No one will ever kill you if you say Merry Christmas. It's not something, um, <laughs> it's not a dying custom that people are um, trying to uh, wipe out, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's great. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, or putting people down if you believe in that holiday. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I don't believe it's really a custom. I think it's just very, um, a very open, um, fun day that a lot of people kind of use as, as an excuse to have fun. So, holidays are just weird. Holidays in the United States are just very commercial. Everybody kind of celebrates them, even if that's not your religion. A lot of the, the things that we celebrate in the United States are heavily Christian and I'm not Christian and but I do um celebrate some of the holidays like for example like uh let's see New Year's I guess I don't know if New Year's is particularly religious see that that's not a that's not a religious holiday it's just kind of a day that people celebrate but um you know you might think otherwise and that's fine (laughs) oh god this weather, though, today, ooh, 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 today in Minnesota is, there is going to be a snowstorm this afternoon, so be careful. Be careful when you're driving, y'all, because the snow's coming, if you're in Minnesota. If you're not in Minnesota, <laughs> happy little lucky guys, <laughs> if you're in a warm state, um, or warm country, enjoy, but, yeah, it's just very interesting. Um, every year we're kind of the same. All Minnesotans will say this. They'll be like, oh, the weather's so bad. But it's not any worse than, than other years in the past. We just like to validate that. Like, oh, how are you doing? Like, hi. You know, you say hi to your friend at the grocery store. And then you're like, oh, man, the weather, though. It's like so snowy. It, it's just a very Minnesotan thing to mention. Even though everybody has been outside or knows what the hell is going on just very interesting um that kind of reminds me of a thing i saw on tiktok this morning that was like tell me where you're from without actually knowing where you're from one of my friends um 
did a snap that was like, tell me that you're from Minnesota without mentioning that you're in Minnesota. And I just wanted to be like, oop, yep, that's me, oop. Let me squeeze right past you. (laughs) You know, or the Minnesota goodbye, like, bye. Oh, by the way, the kids are just doing great. Oh, yeah, they started school. Yeah, oh, we should go. Oh, love you, bye. Oh, by the way, just to let you know, I'm going to drop off blah, blah, blah this afternoon. Okay, okay. Oh, I'll miss you. Goodbye. Oh, and uh, will you please uh, call your grandma later? Oh, absolutely. Yep, yep. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, everyone fucking does that. <laughs> it's a very interesting thing. I wonder, well, that's why I have this um, curiosity that I just really want to travel to all the other states too because I want to know what other states do. Like, what what are their things? I'll have to, like, follow that, like, TikTok trend and maybe let you guys know some things that I thought that were interesting. But I'll wrap this up. Um, I want you guys to have a great, great weekend. If it's a holiday for you, happy holiday. Um, if it's not, have a happy, you know, a few um, days off or a few days. Hopefully to find some time to relax. And, yes. Have the safest, safest, safest of travels. <laughs>